Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first, well, I don't necessarily want to say episode, but the very first kind of basically introduction to the podcast of Story of the Songs. Uh, I will be your host, Michael Youngblood. Uh, let's just leave it at Youngblood. Youngblood's the what most people know me by, and it's a lot, lot more cooler than Mike. So, we'll say Youngblood. I wanted to take the, the kind of the very first bit of... Uh, the podcast and just kind of introduce myself and let you guys hear a little bit of background about me and what is driving this podcast. Um, so, little story. I grew up in a small town in Tennessee, you know, to, to blue-collar parents, you know. And from my earliest memories, and now this is back in the 80s, so you guys are going to have to forgive some of the 80s references that you'll hear. So... From the get-go, I can remember, you know, being a kid of maybe like five or six and sitting in front of mom and dad's absolutely giant stereo that used to take up almost one entire wall of our house is how big this thing was. Um, remember sitting there listening to, um, <laughs> of all things, Kali Minogue's Locomotion. I was, if I remember correctly, I was absolutely obsessed with that song when when it when it first came out. So, you know, I just growing up in just having, you know, that in front of you was a great thing to sit there and listen to all kinds of music. Um, on top of that, too, my parents had us as part of the Ricky Skaggs fan club, of all things. So we went to see Ricky Skaggs multiple times. And I think there's even a picture lying around somewhere of me when I was, man, when I was probably maybe three or four wearing a Ricky Skaggs like little baby t-shirt and Ricky's like sitting there holding me. If I ever find that, I'll, I'll post it so you guys can see the, uh, the embarrassment. So anyways, but I mean it, you know, growing up listening to, uh, to all kinds of music, we grew up listening to country, um, rock, pop. You know, I, I remember, Christmas. One of my favorite memories from Christmas is sitting there listening to the Beach Boys Christmas album. I absolutely loved sitting there on the floor with a little like cheap Sony cassette player, listening to the Beach Boys, and especially the Christmas album. The Christmas album was absolutely wonderful. Um, but you know, even we had Jackson Five. We listened to on a regular basis. Of course, Michael Jackson. You know, any kid growing up in the '80s and '90s, you if you didn't listen to Michael Jackson, you grew up in a weird household. Sorry, guys. But you know, growing up listening to all of that kind of music just in, instilled in me the absolute love for pretty much anything music. And so, growing up in the '90s. You know, Garth Brooks was one of the biggest um, things of the 90s, one of the biggest stars of the 90s. I mean, I think he even had like an ABC or an NBC or CBS, like whole big special thing. I remember seeing that special and going, I know what I want to do. I want to play guitar. That's what I want to do. So I convinced mom and dad to buy me a, it ended up being like a 1991 Alvarez like F-150 guitar. Like a nothing crazy, just little cheap guitar that I still have to this day. Anyways, so 
That's another embarrassing photo, by the way. There's a picture of me dressed up as close as I could get at the time to Garth Brooks holding this guitar. If I find that, once again, I'll post it so everybody can see it and enjoy the embarrassment that it brings me. So, anyways, that that and the, the obsession with ZZ Top were the two things that kind of really drove me into playing guitar and getting into music a little bit. I absolutely loved listening to to ZZ Top, especially like Sharp Dressed Man, Cheap Sunglasses, all of those, all of those quintessential ZZ Top songs, LaGrange, you know, all of the really, really, really good stuff from ZZ Top. Not that there was anything bad, there, there's not. Top all around is a really good band. Anyways, so, you know, growing up around really good music, playing music, um, both my sisters took piano, so we were, the, the family as a whole was really into music. Um, my, my mom never played anything. I think dad played like saxophone or some woodwind instrument in, in high school, but that was, that was really about it. There wasn't much in the way of, you know, constant musical talent. It was just something that I absolutely latched onto from a, from a young kid. Um, so after, you know, several years of taking guitar, Throughout high school, I played, we went to a private Christian school, so I went and played guitar in chapel and goofed off a little bit outside of it. You know, not not a ton of, like, playing gigs here and there and doing this and doing that with music and doing crazy things. No, I've never done any of that. Never had a really big, the only claim to fame is we had a band in, uh, I say a band, it was a, it was a school promoted band where I was one of the guitar players and the teacher gave me the solo for high school really not super super crazy but it was a lot of fun being on stage and getting out in front of everybody and sitting there and and playing so but nothing that I ever really decided to pursue outside of you know any kind of career in music that just never seemed like it was it was feasible to me in any way shape or form but so fast forward throughout high school, you kind of get the idea there. Um, went into college, ended up the the teacher that I had in high school, that was the leader of the band in high school, ended up being one of my college professors. I'll tell you a little bit more of a story about him here in a second. But, you know, throughout college, never did anything with music. You know, fast forward even to into my 20s and 30s, I, I played around a little bit, but nothing crazy. Never really thought about making a career out of it or anything. Still just really, really, really enjoyed music. I love listening to music. So something else I really enjoy about it, too, is getting into the mind of the artist and getting into their philosophy of like why they wrote that song, why they do what they do. And, and so in, in turn, that's kind of driven, that's what's driven me to, to do this podcast is getting to talk to artists and getting their insight on the why, the how, where this came about, where this name came from, um, what, what has built the sound that they have as artists, you know, a lot of that stuff is what to me is the really kind of cool part of it. Um, you know, I love, 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 love getting into music that much. You, you know, I told you a second ago, I was going to tell you a story about one of my professors in college. So one of my music professors in college, 
he was absolutely obsessed with German composers to the point to where he learned how to speak German and even went and lived over in Germany for a short period of time just to wrap his head around why they wrote the music the way that they did at that time. So, needless to say, I'm not the only one that's absolutely horribly obsessed with music. That, that to me, is kind of like the nerd level. Like, if you're willing to go that far to get to get to know the composers and get to know the music that was produced over there, that's nerd level awesome. Like that's, that's horribly obsessed with what you do and that's great. So, so going in just to, just to kind of music in general, everyone knows that music can, can create feelings inside of you, can create like physical physical like things with you can create emotional things with you can even you know everybody's been everybody's listened to a song that's made them the absolute like most happiest thing on the face of the planet like it just changed your day because that one song played like for well Pharrell uh his song happy that song can just no matter how bad my day is if I hear that song I am it instantly puts you in that just really feel good mood if that makes any sense so, I mean, same thing like with, um, like it can even motivate you to do things. Um, like Rachel Platten's fight song. If you haven't listened to that one, I mean, it's a horribly popular song. So at this point you should have listened to it. Um, that song is, is absolutely one of those things that you just hear that and you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to push through every crappy thing that has happened through this day and I am going to make it, or I'm going to push through every crappy thing that's happened in my life and I'm going to make things better. Just by listening to that song, that's kind of the feeling that you get. So, Story of the Songs podcast kind of comes from that, if that makes any sense. Because uh, a while ago, my wife and I, she won tickets to go see Rachel Platten. And we ended up getting there during soundcheck. And so we went in there and listened to Rachel during soundcheck. And so she kind of told us the story behind the fight song, which she had never had a, a big hit with any of the songs she had produced. She had tried to been like a little poppier, tried to write all these really happy kind of bubbly little songs and they never went anywhere. So one day her, I believe it was her producer or manager or somebody like that sat down with her and said, Hey, here's the thing. Just, you need to just write a song about all the crappy things that have happened to you in the music industry. And so she decided to change it to what it became, was her saying, you know what, no matter how many times I fail at this, I'm going to keep going. No matter how many times, you know, you, or just people in general, say that she's not going to go anywhere, she's going to fight through it and and do the best that she possibly can. And look, that's what happened. She had Fight Song, which became an absolutely amazing anthem for all kinds of people, including Hillary Clinton, which she used it at her campaign rallies and all kinds of stuff multiple times. Anyways, I digress. So, you know, getting the artist story behind the songs is always so cool because it helps you connect with the music even more. Like, same thing with, um, with like, Sarah Bareilles. Everybody knows Sarah Bareilles' love song. Now, if you listen to the words closely on that song, the whole premise behind it is her record company wanted her to write a love song, and she just wasn't going to do it. 
and wrote a song about not doing it. So, you know, it's, it's, once again, it's great to just hear those, those stories kind of behind the music, if that makes any sense, or stories behind the songs. So, but, you know, getting away from kind of like the, the emotional side of music, you know, when it comes to music too, you've got another side of it that is a storytelling type side to music. Um, probably one of, in, in one of my, and this is going to sound so funny, but one of the favorite storytelling songs that I absolutely love is Gordon Lightfoot's Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That song is one of the one of the greatest stories told in song because it goes through each individual part of the entire story of the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which was an actual thing that happened. So... You know, Gordon starts out the song with the, just kind of the setup, if that makes any sense. He's telling the story of all the men on the ship and how they were kind of apprehensive about doing what they were doing and that usually this time of year wasn't a good thing, wasn't a good time to be hauling what they were hauling across the Great Lakes. And so anyways, it goes into even to detail of like where the wind shifted and all of a sudden, they knew there was a storm blowing up. He goes into detail about the ship breaking up, goes into all kinds of details about the family and everything else that was left behind. I mean, the story, the song's like seven minutes long and tells this amazing, like, epic tale of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So, you know, if you get a chance, take a listen to it. It's, it's, it's a great song, but you really have to love the storytelling behind it. It's, it's amazing. So... You know, it, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, like what we were talking about with Rachel Platten and her songs, and then Sarah Bareilles and the songs that she wrote, you can even go as crazy as, and this is, some some of them are very, very blunt with the things that they have out there, like I said with Sarah Bareilles and, and Rachel Platten and, and Gordon Lightfoot. Now, you can go into things like even as off the wall as D. Snyder and Under the Blade, that song, well, it should be Twisted Sister. I think Dee Snyder wrote it, but Twisted Sister and Under the uh, the song was called Under the Blade. That song sounds like it's an absolute like knife fight of a song. <laughs> but the funny thing is, it's about one of the one of the guys in Twisted Sister being scared to go have surgery. I can't remember exactly what the surgery was. I don't know if it was dental work or I, I think I've heard dental work and then I think I heard something else. But it, the the whole synopsis is it's about them go, one of the the guys going to have surgery. And if you read it and you and you know that little bit of tidbit of information, you see it and you're like, oh, okay, I see what that relates to. That makes more sense. But the song is super cryptic and you really don't get the whole thing that they're about to go under the knife to have a, a medical procedure. <laughs> so I mean that that's the thing that with this podcast we really 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 want to want to get behind is we want to really get behind the scenes of what the artist were meaning when they wrote the song or what was what was going on in their life when the song was written. I mean another great example of that is everybody's heard the um, story behind Phil Collins in the air tonight. You know, everybody's like, oh yeah, that song is about, you know, this 
this this guy was at the front stage of or was at the front of Phil's concert and he wrote a song about that guy because he watched that guy drown somebody and and honestly if you want to throw that in there if you read the lyrics of the song and and kind of have that that story going you can kind of see it a little bit just a little bit but if you listen to Phil because Phil did an interview with Jimmy Kimmel um, several years ago where he talked about it. And, and Jimmy relay or not Jimmy Kimmel, it was uh, Jimmy Fallon. I'm sorry, Jimmy Fallon. He, he was talking, Jimmy was like, yeah, this is where you saw that guy, and you, you saw him in the front row, and you're like, hey man, this song's about you, and where you drowned that person. And so Phil, like, after, after Jimmy's whole little spill about the song, Phil stops, and he's like, no, he's like, I don't know where that song came from. He's like, I was going through a bad time. I was divorcing my wife. And he goes, uh, he's like, it was just a rough time in life when I wrote that song. He's like, I have no clue what that's about. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you, you get the idea because, you know, you can easily, as, as a listener, read the lyrics and go, oh man, that's crazy. And then look up all kinds of just internet legends about that song. But talking to the artist, you get a whole nother perspective on it. You get where they were at that time in their life. Which, I mean, you can... You can kind of sometimes even see the artist's life kind of unraveling before you in their music. Like Saves the Day, one of my all-time favorite bands. Um... Chris Conley, if you listen to their very first album when they were, I think, in high school at the time, all of the songs are typical, like, high school, kind of goof-off, kind of, like, love, in, in Chris Conley's weird way. But then, the more you listen to it, the, the more you listen to Chris's albums after that, the kind of weirder and darker Saves the Day's music gets after that. Um... With even when you look at their very last release, Chris opens it up with a song called Under the Boards and it says, you know, I'm gonna crawl under the boards until I until I'm until I don't come out or till thirty seven years until my life runs out. I mean he just gets really dark. And the album before that, Sound the Alarm, the title track off of that is about people chasing Chris Conley or Saves the Day, however you want to look at it, through the woods and trying to kill him. I mean, he just, he just, as each album kind of unfolds, it just, he starts to kind of unravel in like this weird way. And I mean, and you just, you, you never know what, what people are, are going through in their everyday life. And honestly, artists tend to, especially music artists, tend to wear it a little bit more on their sleeve than everybody else. Like if you look at Emerson Hart from Tonic, um, most of Tonic's music was, was really good. Like, very, very good. And I'm, and I'm not saying that, that most of it was bad. It was all very good music. And Emerson's writing ability is absolutely incredible. So, if you listen to all their music, you never really get to hear Emerson's story. You get to hear, like, a collective, hey, this is tonic kind of music. So, in the early 2000s, Emerson did his own independent project. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. But anyways... In one of the songs, he talks about his dad dying. 
Now Emerson's dad died when he was 10 years old, and so Emerson really never really got to know his dad completely. But there's two or three songs in the album, on the album, where you hear Emerson go through that and actually talk about, you know, all of the things that his dad taught him up until the point where he passed away. And and even one of the songs is about Emerson taking his entire life trying to trying to unravel what happened to his dad. And, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to hear that side of the story. So, and anyways, that's another part. You would never, I went, I took my buddy Rick and I went to go see Emerson whenever he was doing a, a benefit concert in Nashville for, for, for some charity group. And anyways, he had talked about a little bit about the history behind the the songs from that album and and uh talked about you know just talked about all the things that had happened in his life and what each of the songs were about so it was great to hear that story so that's what we want to do with this podcast is bring those stories from the artist out to you guys to where you can hear them and get just a better understanding of the person get a better understanding of the music and where it's coming from um so like I've said, we've got, like I said in the in the opener video that we did, we've got a handful of things lined up. You know, if you guys have any suggestions about who you think we should interview or anybody that's kind of an up-and-coming artist that you think that we should get in touch with and, and interview for the podcast, let me know. Also, too, you know, we are going to do, we're going to try and do some live events. We will see how that works out. I've got a couple of things in the works for a few live events. So we're going to going to be working doing the live events. We're going to be working on trying to get artists lined up. Like I said, if you guys have any suggestions, please 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 get them to me. You can you can reach us um on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash story of the songs. We're also on Twitter at story the number two songs so once again that's at story the number two songs so story two songs on twitter um instagram's the same thing it's just instagram.com forward slash story of the songs and we're also going to have a website storyofthesongs.com once that finally gets up and going i'm still working on developing the website but so anyways you guys get the intro you get the idea Please, please, please give me as much feedback as you possibly can. Like I said, if you guys want to see something in particular, want to hear something in particular, let me know. We will try and take care of it as much as possible. So, anyways, you've heard the places to get in touch with us. You've heard what we're all about. So now, be prepared for the very first interview. We're working on doing it sometime here in the next few weeks. So you should see the interview drop sometime very soon. Anyways, guys, great talking to everybody. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. And if you feel there's anything that we can do, let me know. Also, too, if you like the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It'll be a great way to help us boost the podcast and be able to do more incredible things. I appreciate the feedback. Everybody, you guys have a great day. See you later.